0: On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset
1: or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up.
2: Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can.
1: Take off your sport coat, grab a beer
0: and enjoy the conversation.
2: This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks.
0: We are here with our first week with the new logo, the new look, the yes. new sound. You know, Zach just sharpening his old voice up and, and bit, slinging yeah. the new, new terms out there. What's up, man? Well, you know, same old, same old. How are you? We, uh,
1: there's something I wanted to ask you about, but maybe we should get through the intro for the show first. I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Good, good, good. We've got a uh, good friend of mine and partner of crime, should I say. Mary Saul. Hi, and thank you for having me today. Mary finally finally conned her into coming on. You uh, did. Yeah, you two know each other. How is that? Marisol is my like my right hand uh, my right hand person. She is uh, heads up all the recruiting for all of our territory and has been the number one recruiter in the nation in the last two years and going for a third back to back to back number one in the country. This year, that's a big job, Marisol.
1: It is a big job. Yeah, that sounds really challenging. I, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank got you lucky. For got me. lucky. And got her about three years ago. You've listened to episodes before, right? I have. Okay, so you're kind of kind of you know what we're all about. Very cool. Well, for anybody that doesn't know, Second Shot, the show about taking news headlines and uh, taking a second look at them to try to figure out what wisdom we can glean from these crazy things that are happening in our world today. Heath, what do you think of the new intro? I love it. You all kill right. it, man. You, Thanks. You always kill that. Stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm glad you like it. it. Yeah. Shoot. I mean.
0: I, and I'm sorry about last week, guys. I, I'm I was laid up, death like death ill sick. I that, mean, yeah, that's what
1: I was going to ask you about. I don't think we've ever missed an episode. And last week you were like, I think I might be dying. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I called him <laughs> to ask him a question, and I swear I thought he was dying.
0: Yeah. He oh, she's like, horrible. are you? Are you? Is this really Heath? And I was like, yes, it's me. It just, I was like, get some
2: rest. Yeah. Get oh, I was I was concerned.
1: You. I sent you an email and you didn't respond after like two hours. I was like, you might be
0: dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried. I, I honestly, I, I was awake for like two hours yeah. all day on a Thursday. That like, was it was miserable. I had never, and I kept waking up and I'd tell Jimmy, I'd go, I don't understand. Like, I'm still sleepy. I've just slept all day and I just want to <laughs> go back to sleep. This is miserable. Like, I'm not good at that. I'm, I'm, I'm not a good, sick person. I'm the one that is the crap Most, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most men aren't. Most men aren't. I'm that <laughs> way. My,
1: my girlfriend gives me grief every time. Anyway, we got two stories this week. What do you want to start with? Let's, do, let's get off with this one. This one? one? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Re, read this headline, Zach. This, one's, this one right is out. interesting. Racist comments caught on streaming service results in firing of two Forest City radio station employees with video. So we have video of this, which is great. Yes, uh, at a local basketball game, a high school game, in Eagle Grove in Forest City, and I'm, I hate to say I don't know where that is. I think it's Indiana. Uh, two KIOW radio employees made some particularly saucy they comments. They yeah. might have
0: thought they were off air. They might It doesn't matter but yeah. to say these things, but this is a high school basketball game. Play, Play the clip so y'all can hear some of this audio here at a high school basketball game. Yeah, here it is.
1: They have... A lot of, apparently... Espanol people. Espanol people in Eagle Grove.
0: Gee, I wonder why that is.
1: I wonder why.
0: But the latest there is that they're just going to gradually come into town. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Gradually yeah. work their way in. Gradually work their way in. <laughs> so who are these people again?
1: Yeah. Who are they? Oh, you yeah. want to know the names?
0: Yeah.
1: Enzo Gabara. Spencer Espigio and Nick Nicholas Padilla. Well,
0: they sound like they've been there a while with giving a first name.
1: Yeah, I think they've been there. Padilla, I think it's P A D I L L A.
0: Yeah,
1: Padilla. Padilla, something like that. Yeah. Then there's Chase Blasey. He sounds like he's not a foreigner. Could be though. Yeah. They're all foreigners.
0: <laughs>
2: exactly,
0: all foreigners.
1: <laughs> yeah. As
0: Trump would say, go back where they came from. Well, some would say that, yeah. You know, the, the, you know, and then it's just the Espanol people. Like, really? Who who says that one? That is... And, and they were kind of shocked they were fired. I'm I'm, I'm like, really? Well,
2: which kind of amazes me because you've seen person after person being fired here lately. Yeah. For their truth coming out yeah. and so forth. So for someone to think that they're, it's okay to say
0: those things... You know what you just said? You said a key there, Marisol. Yes. Their truth came out you know the the biggest thing about this story to me is their truth came out if you just live your truth you don't have to worry about it
2: absolutely i don't think you have to hide behind shadows or whatever it may be when you're truthful to who you are and you're a good person it doesn't matter if the if the mic's on or not yeah. and we want to live our truth
0: yeah it shouldn't matter it's like oh they didn't mean to because they were muted well no should you be somebody calling a high school game with that kind of heart you know not at all Uh, you know what i mean not at all and 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 uh, it's shocking whenever people worry about stuff coming out look just be your truth i I think what you just said was super super key which is being your truth
1: right we talked about it on i think episode 43 a couple weeks ago you said integrity and i'm gonna paraphrase here uh, integrity is, is essentially what you do when nobody's looking and there's no reward and there's no consequences. It's just the person you are, like, it, it regardless of your social surroundings and what's going on around you. Um, clearly these people don't have a lot of that, and that's a shame. Yep. <laughs> and because when the mic's on, whether or not they're aware, I, I don't know if they're aware of it or not, but, like, clearly there's some things going on that shouldn't just shouldn't be a thing, and that's a
0: shame. What, what were your thoughts about that? There's a whole lot of things
2: that I could stem from, but usually it starts at home. I think about kids and you being truthful and teaching them to seek their truth and be truthful, be kind or whatever it may be. But that's a reflection of home. And I think that that's society in general. Um, There's these two facades, right? And you can either teach someone to be truthful, be kind and all those things, or there's the others, right? That they learn those things at school.
0: You know, I, I think about those little things as a parent that you don't really think about, but what it sends to your child is the, um, it, there was something I was reading or listening to the other day, and they said it brought this example, and I went, oh, my, oh my God, like, you do got to be that careful to that uh, minute of a deal. Which is, for instance, if, if somebody comes to the door that you don't want to talk to, be like, hey, tell them I'm not here. <laughs> think about what that, you just told your kid to go to the door and lie. Yeah. And, 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 and so you would think, oh, that's not a big deal. No, it really is. Think about a kid that's learning they 're not developed they're just told they can lie there Absolutely. only when it's okay mm. and it fits the, the minute deal and I go, oh my God like that's how much you have to pay attention as a parent and absolutely you as somebody who has a four- month old and a 15 year old you kind of got you've kind of been through a lot of you were a single mother that raised your 15 year old for a whole life and told it it all got your college degree and has been a successful career woman on top of it all that you had to be both for your child.
2: At the time, yeah. So, but I look back and it's like you go, okay, why is my child doing that? And then you have to look at yourself. Yeah, I have to own it because it's my truth, and he's a
0: reflection of me. Versus blaming somebody at the school or any of that. Comes home to home. So you take accountability. Absolutely. Wow, weird. (laughs) All the time, (laughs) parents. (laughs) Parents taking accountability. See, this is odd.
1: This is one of those like Heath Oaks lessons that I feel like you, you, I'm you, I'm sure you were aware of before you had Brighton, but like. That's not something I would ever think about. You're absolutely right. Like when you when you when you tell your kid, hey, yeah, it's something something as simple as that, it matters. It and does. when you become a parent, like you're so much more acutely aware of all those little finessities that I don't understand. Well, and
0: also in being in the world that we're in that I've run across and meet so many people and I think of the little things that shape stuff. So like it, for instance in my book, if you read it, there's a lot around what my dad did and who my dad was that shaped who I was that by him just living and being who he was, right? Like, and, and so I think about the, the simple stuff as far as I, what I, what irritates me is when I see the, the parents that will go, I mean, if you don't stop doing that, we're turning the car around knowing they're not going to really turn the car around. Cause it's It would inconvenience the parents. Right. Of course. But yet the kid's still doing it. So yeah, if my dad said, if you were, if you don't stop doing that, we're turning the car around. He would turn that car around. Right. We have turned around on the way to six flags <laughs> and I ruined everybody's trip. So, Think about the lesson you teach a kid if you say, if you don't stop this, I'm going to do this, and you don't do it, and over and over, you're telling them, eh, doesn't matter. It might say what they want, but it's, you're not going to have any consequences. No, oh, totally.
2: But even going back to the story, what that tells me is for so many years, newscasters, mm-hmm. politicians have not been held accountable mm-hmm. for their actions. They've been able to do what they want, say what they want, yep. and nobody's held them accountable. Nobody's been fired. Nobody's been reprimanded and so forth. But that started with no consequences coming behind it nobody was held accountable so
0: and it is that's where we've got to be at today is we've got to start we can't sit here and try to figure out there's not these things that can fix it overall it all starts as where luna is and where brighton is of us being parents and teaching them right now and if every parent and everybody started doing that the next generations will get a little bit less a little bit less to where they'll actually be taking more ownership and having more accountability and less entitlement and all of these things that you know, that, that type of talk and the hatred and the, all those things, that's learned as a kid. That's Absolutely. not something that's just ingrained in somebody. So, you know, that example that you are doing and being, what is your truth? Don't, don't you know, you can't sit there. If your kid sits there and watch you be, you know, one thing out in front of everybody else and be a totally something else behind the behind the scenes... There, there. You don't think that's going to be confusing? It is going to be confusing, and
2: then they're they're going to model that same behavior. Absolutely. i think it's
0: okay. So you got to live your truth. I think that if we, if you just focus in going to where, if anything starts getting leaked out, you have no worries and no fears because everybody knows you. Everybody knows who you are. Everybody knows your flaws. Mm-hmm. Everybody, because I ain't perfect, but everybody knows mine. I tell them. I, right. I tell all my stuff real yeah. quick. I just throw it all, <laughs> I just throw all my junk out there to where you just can't really combat it. So. But just be your truth. Just be okay with admitting the stuff you're not so that you don't have to worry about it when, when stuff comes out that, you know, you ain't got to worry about the, the button under your desk that locks the door for people <laughs> when they come in. They ain't going to be popped out of nowhere on you. You know yes. what I mean? Like, like I have no fear worrying about when those stuff come out. There ain't no lock under my desk. That's just creepy. That's uh <laughs> That's for creepy. another segment, Is I that think? not creepy? Yeah. Oh, it's creepy. I don't know anything about Matt that. Matt Lauer that. had a lock under his desk that when somebody walked in, he, he pushed the button and locked the door behind him.
1: Yeah. That's creepy. It that's was like creepy. reverse because normally you have a button your just like call security. You and, know, hey, get me, me out the door. of here. Yeah, not to lock people in with you.
0: <laughs> How creepy is that? What a creepster. Uh Daniel and Matt, the lion's you, you Matt, you you have you literally have just that's disgusting to me, <laughs> Alright, we're gonna come back to the second segment of Second Shot.
2: He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Keith Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN.
0: You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success and hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today ready aim fire second shot
1: is back for another round on rncn
0: all right welcome back now we're going to do the second segment of second shot and what is going to be interesting about this one is I about laughing and crying all the same time reading some of these stories marisol just hilarious I'm kind of excited. These these are pretty biting, but I, I get why
1: they're here. I get why we need to talk about them. It's just one of those things, I Well,
0: suppose. it is because everybody in life wants wants the big stuff, and they just want it. They, 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 they want it for nothing. They want it for free. They want it for—there's uh, just so many things out of some of these, and— Obviously, we can't go through all of them, but I mean, I just was reading some of them like you, Zach, and going, wow, that is mind-blowing. It's true. But Everybody me, wants something for nothing.
1: Yeah. The story is... The headline. 20 lottery winners who blew the lot, who, who blew it all, who, who got the money and ended up running into the ground. Believe it or not, according to this article by MSN, statistics show 70% of lottery winners end up broke, and a third go on to declare bankruptcy. <laughs> Runaway spending, toxic investments, poor accounting... Burns through their lucrative windfall in next to no time, from rags to riches, then back to rags. So I figure for this, we'll talk about a few of these. We'll just, you know, mention them and see if we have any immediate thoughts. We'll kind of freelance it. First, a Kansas City grandma won $2 million on the Missouri lottery in 2008. Didn't hold on to it for long. A family acquaintance uh, scammed the unfortunate prize winner out of her winnings, leaving her with nothing. The, fa- the family member was sentenced to five years in prison for her crime. But, man, $2 million from a family member, like, that is
0: savage. What were you talking about? You worked in the banking. So I worked in the
2: banking industry for many years, and um, it was always funny to me. If someone died, people would run in trying to cash in, clear out bank accounts, um, (laughs) and so forth. And it, it, you know... They wanted to get in before the other family member came in, but I would say money always made people evil, and mm-hmm. I always say that to this day. Like if there's money involved, family will fight over five hundred dollars if they can. Right,
1: That's, it's just mind blowing to me. And something we've talked about before is is. Part of that reason that it does that to you is because you didn't earn it. Yeah, I'll right. Know, for sure. Because you didn't, you didn't have to work for it. Because it just came so freely, it, didn't, it doesn't have the same weight. So you
0: think you will again? This next one's a pretty funny one too.
1: Yes, this is a man on the other side of the pond. After Yorkshireman, uh, a Yorkshireman I should say, bagged a 2.3 million dollar win on the UK National Lottery in 2005, he quit his job along with his wife and binge spent to the max. They snapped up designer clothes, luxury cars. A, a brand new barn they they went on extravagant vacations in a private jet soon enough of course the money ran out um they, they it turns out their marriage didn't work out right around oh, the same weird,
0: time weird. how weird.
1: odd yeah uh their assets had to be sold off to cover their debts and now the man lives alone in a small cottage on the far side of england oh. <laughs> so
0: what a story yeah now that uh, uh, i I'm I'm reserving some of my comments because I, I want these, like, you two or three of them, a, a right. couple of these in, because I got so
1: many that I just want to blow out. This one is particularly engaging. Britain's youngest lottery winner, 16 years old, was over I didn't over know the you moon. could buy lottery tickets. Appar- yeah. Apparently in Britain, the minimum drinking age is 18, and you can buy lottery tickets at 16. 16. Yeah, that's so, just stupid. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but... Uh, she was over the moon. She scooped up $2.5 million in 2003. At 16 years old, she was a supermarket checkout girl. She ditched her job, went off the rails splurging on cosmetic surgery, drug-fueled night outs, vacations, and gifts. By 2013, she had blown it all. Then that's the end of her story.
0: $2,500 left in the bank. Ooh, wow. $2.5 million to
1: 25 yeah. What, what a decade, man! <laughs> twenty six years old. Man, you old, lived back really hard
2: during that time, right. right? Yeah, and she's and again twenty six. I'm years actually kind like of surprised to,
1: she made two point five million last that long. Oh sure, but it's like she didn't go to university or anything. All of her friends at this point are going to have jobs. They're going to be moving on to careers. What does she have?
0: Yeah, think, nothing. Yeah, like nothing. You, you wasted it. You lost it all. Easy come, easy go. Mm-hmm. You know when <laughs> I look back come, at it, yeah, I look back at it too on the 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 one the couple that that went all crazy all out and like you said earlier with the bank stuff. Money makes people go crazy. You know, I always say, you, you never know what you got until you money is there and money gone. And yeah. when
2: you have nothing, I really think, yep. when you have nothing is when I think the true essence of your relationship or what, those that care and love you will either be around or not.
0: You know, the, they always say that one of, the, you know, obviously the number one number two issue with all relationships comes down to money. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why, why is, does money make everybody lose their mind? From a
2: society perspective, sometimes I think that it, we're driven around money in yeah. a lot of different ways. It goes back to home. Oh like yeah, how you're brought
0: up, right? And yeah, it,
2: it's the root of all evil. Well,
0: well but that, and that's my thing too. Is like if if you have a, a lot more, like your deep why, as I always talk about, going back to your why, you got to have your why strong, grounded, that and that money's there or not. And then and then the other thing too is you know like somebody like for me, for instance, you know you can take my money tomorrow and I'm going to make it up. I'm going to make it again real right. fast. You know, because I've learned skills and assets from the rough times that, look, let me tell you something. When you have no fear of cold calling, door knocking, 100% commission, I can always make a living. Absolutely. I can always make a living. and I don't care what you say, who you say, what it is. I'm going to go make me a living, okay? I love the things that money can buy and there's a lot of things I love with it all, but money is not my everything at all. Now, I'm not... I'm not going to apologize for having a lot of money. I'm not going to apologize for that not being a struggle of mine these days at all. Zero. I work my ass off for it. Okay? Not going right, to apologize. But you just
2: brought something up really key. None of those people worked for it. Yeah. So there's no appreciation behind it.
0: Yep. And what we say all the time, you got to appreciate the struggle because like in what we do, like here's the funny things that when Marisol came on board, she came on board and in what we do in recruiting if you're you got a your story of somebody being through it all right like i can sit down with you and say come on board me i've been there done it i can tell you exactly i went from nothing to here i was 100 commission i built it up right yeah of course so you got a lot better chance to believe that right marisol came from a world where she had done recruiting in, in more of a where they had a base salary and they had some of the other stuff so coming to this side of recruiting she had not done that in a full-blown hundred percent commission and so it took about six seven months for her to really her brain and I'll never forget the day when it really started clicking when I could really see like her light like go off in a way tell me kind of what what, what that happened with you what was that turning point
2: it was watching somebody come in to start from nothing to have success
0: because you were still questioning right like, I was still, still...
2: like I didn't believe it because right. I hadn't really seen it but it was me seeing somebody come in from nothing to believe in what we do to start making money and start changing their life for me that was a game changer because then I could really I could really believe in what I was doing. Now, three years into it, all day, every day, I get, I light up talking about what we do because I've seen the career opportunity change people's lives. Mm. Um, And to me, I I think it even drives it back home. I enjoy working hard, right? Every dollar I make, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what I can give my family. Um, Even when I had my daughter four months back, you know, I was 23 years old and, and a single mom when I had my son. So it depended on my family a lot. This time around, I was so excited to be able to give my my daughter everything. You know, I got to design her her nursery. I didn't really want any help from anyone else because it was I earned it. Yeah. And so, I think that's the difference between when you earn something and when this something is given to you. You don't, you have, don't
0: just blow it out as fast either. No. Right. No. You save a whole lot more, and you become much. More, I mean, I, I did the redneck dumb thing when I first made my first check. I blew every penny of it, and I ended up having to sell everything off. And I learned. At 19, 20 years old, luckily, that, okay, that doesn't come and go. as us just not do that again. I worked too hard to get that. When you go back through with that why of it all and and what you're earning and what you're really putting out, it was like with Marisol, she could sit there and and she, not that she just didn't believe it, she just didn't have that full-off conviction because, yeah, she knew my story, but she was staring, when we met, she was staring at somebody that was, you know, 27 years old that had a very, you know, then at that point, I, I, you know, was in those very expensive suits, cars, like, it was hard to see me in her eyes as that person that started at 19. so until she personally brought that person in and watched them go from nothing literally no shot at life at really much of anything because nobody do it to them to where then she's they're calling marisol going i bought me a new car today and they were just crying they were so happy marisol went oh my god i've seen this now in my own eyes It changes
2: That's a game changer
0: it's a game changer and that's when you think about it with these lottery and stuff that couple obviously had no true deep love and connection like my wife and I have so much more beyond anything monetary, anything, anything else. You know, our it's we're not infatuated with each other's type of career. In fact, it's infatuated with each other, mm. not the other circumstances around it. And that's one of the biggest things I think that's got to come into play. Th- that couple would have been divorced at some point or another. Yeah, they just really kind of escalated it by giving them a feel over that. And then you take a kid at sixteen that's just handed everything there is. That's why. Um, you know, I always joke because I, uh, my buddy Ty's like I'm gonna have to make sure my son marries Brighton so she can, you know, so he can inherit everything. With it. I go look, Brighton ain't getting jack. Like, when I leave this world, that stuff's gone. I'm I'm spending it on my You're way in out. The
1: Jackie Chan approach, like oh, she's not. No, yeah, she's got to earn it. That's yeah. my money.
0: That's my money. Well, that think, think about
2: how many businesses that you know they're they're real big successful businesses, and then they hand it off, right? There, mm-hmm. it's it goes down to their son of or course. daughter, and then you know, it usually spirals out of control and goes into bankruptcy depending on how they were raised. Right. Yeah. But so many times you see that, right? And the dad or mom, they're probably turning in their grave because they work so stinking
0: hard to build yeah. their brand. Yeah. But that thing is, I'm gonna tell you it ain't Brian's money. That's my money. That's mine and Jenny's money. She's got a loan until she's, she's eighteen. She's gotta get <laughs> she has to go get to work and make her own. Yeah. On my way out, that, that money's gonna go to I'm I'm they're gonna, they gonna be nothing to fight over when I'm gone. I yeah. can tell you. 'Cause ought to be gone. Whether I'm it's gone to charities, it. whether it's gone to anything like that, it's gone. Yeah. I ain't leaving it for nobody. All
1: right. I
0: just ain't. I'm out.
1: Well, that's a strong ideology to have. And besides, she doesn't need the money. She's got she's got you as a dad, she's and that's invaluable. Go, she, yeah. She, she gonna, got all the advice she'll ever need she on how be, to succeed. She can yeah.
0: be selling so lemonade at five years old on the side of the road and making her money from day one. Yeah. I right? promise you probably that. So you gotta earn it. If you earn it, then you're gonna appreciate it a lot more and then and you gotta find that deeper why of what it is either with with a person you're with or the other circumstances to really know that there's so much more than what monetary or anything like that you've got to find that deeper connection and don't get infatuated with the small little things so we'll be right back we got we got a pretty good little email uh got some good little questions here on on the third segment of second shot coming right back up now that's what i call ignorance on fire more of second shot with keith oaks still to come Hear ye, hear ye. Great news for all of you guys. Colonial Life is hiring some salespeople from all over the country. No matter where you are in the United States of America, if you're looking for a sales career, if you want to just learn more about what Colonial Life does, send an email to Beltran at coloniallife.com. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at coloniallife.com. We'll get you set up with the right people you need to talk to and see if maybe if you're going to win that job. If you're in the Metroplex area, great. If you're in St. Louis, great. We're going to have office there for you. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at coloniallife.com and change your career today.
1: Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is
0: yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. I I can't help it. I'm about to die over here because Zach... (laughs) Is getting freaked out by the elf on the shelf. All right, yeah, the elf on the shelf. We're gonna bring this in. We're gonna bring this in. Yes, yes, we are. So for for another show that we're doing,
1: uh, we do a parenting show, and we're gonna talk about today the the elf on the shelf. And yeah, so it's kind of just here hanging out outside, and like it's like creepy. Hugs me, man. It's got those spindly legs. And did y'all have one of, of those Chucky dolls as a kid? No, I no. never did. Did no. you? I did. It seems like something Heath Oaks would have yeah, for yeah, some reason. I had yeah, the that doesn't doll. surprise me.
0: Did you used to scare people with it? I, I, it was the it, it was a cool doll. It wasn't like a Chucky. Like it was you know like it, it was the doll like itself, and then Chucky came out and then everybody was scared of it. Right, so, right, it. right, right, right. <laughs> in, in in the movie, a
1: doll is possessed by yeah. the solar. So yeah, it was that doll. doll. Right, that not was like it. the Chucky doll, it it, but like it was, a was scar that, on that doll. It or anything. yeah, it no, didn't no, have like a, oh. yeah, it was the doll. It was just the doll. That's kind of that's
0: kind of a cool like piece how of bad merch. That? Yeah, like. how bad would that? How bad would that suck to be the company that was creating this beautiful little doll, and then they decide to come <laughs> out with a movie that this doll turns into Chucky? Yeah, that basically you just, just kills d- it. Destroyed. It. Yep. You're destroyed. At You're
1: that toast. Moment. Yeah, that's why you don't see any movies about like possessed Pepsi cans or Cola <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. or
0: anything. <laughs> possessed Pepsi. <laughs> possessed Pepsi and Cola coming out at you.
1: You know, honestly, Hollywood's doing some wacky stuff got, lately. W- tell me happen.
0: this: yes. anybody, got, y'all like scary movies? No, I hate them. I'd, I'd Matt, them. you like scary movies? Yes, big time. I hate scary movies. Do you really? Why, yeah. why do you not like them? No, they they, do sc- not like they the... scare me. I don't, I don't like to be scared. You yeah. don't like the tension of it? Uh, no, no, I don't like to be scared. It scares the, the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't like being scared either. So I stay Do you any of y'all have,
0: what, what's those movies that you, did you have that movie as a kid you watch or anything that really, that's one of those ingrained to terrify? Okay, you? the funny oh, thing man. is,
2: I used to hide from the Michael Jackson thriller video. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> laugh at it. A, a creepy video. A creepy it was video. creepy to wow. me as a kid. That's <laughs> funny.
1: Sure. Thriller's good stuff. Uh, mine was when I was a kid. I don't know why my parents let me watch this. I don't know if they forgot or what. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That movie was so cool when I was a kid. Indiana Jones. And then you get to the end with like the face melting Nazi scene. How and like, that, that was burned into my brain. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh man, that messed uh, me up. Bad. Well, so yeah, one of the. Uh, I saw. Uh, the Last Crusade, and so there's that part at the end where the guy drinks from the of from the wrong Grail, and he just turns into like an old skeleton yeah, like right stop before stop your motion, yeah. aging It was thing. terrifying. <laughs> it was so scary.
0: I did not sleep for a week after watching Freddy Krueger. Oh man, oh, Nightmare that on Elm Street. Street. That was I was classic. I didn't sleep for a week. I was scared death to, to go to sleep. Sure, because he comes at you in the dreams. Yeah, I, just, I'm like... just like Jaws in the ocean.
1: Spielberg's Jaws, like. Freddy Krueger and sleeping was God. like the worst. Freddy yeah. Krueger was
0: horrible.
2: Even when you used to hear the intro <laughs> song. Oh, it just horrible.
0: Yeah, see, I don't watch scary movies. My wife and I both 100% agree and hate scary movies, so we don't have that issue. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, no Halloween traditions, nope. you know? Right. Nope, 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 <laughs> nope, 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 we got, no, hey, we, we got an email. This is the third segment where we typically will take emails, right, Marisol, and mm-hmm. from anybody. And So, SecondShotCast at gmail.com. Whether you have a general question or... Whether you have a topic, whether you have a, a headline you saw that you would like us to look at, whatever, send it secondshotcast at gmail.com, and, and we're going to address them on there. So we got a uh, an, an email from a David Rolu Is that, is that how you pronounce that, you think? Um, uh, David Rouleau? David I'd Rouleau. That's how I'd go for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm sorry, Zach is David. smarter than me, so he, he's probably right. I so know. uh the email, Chad and Heath, I've been listening to some of your podcasts for the last two days. Um and I'm currently listening to number nine. I was wondering what you thought on the topic of revenge and if you believe that it can be morally justified. I had to write an essay on this question on Friday of last week. When I started, I thought it could be i thought it could be morally justified, but as I was finishing the essay, I changed my mind. I changed my mind because the question all depends on your own morals. So I wanted to know what y'all could give me your thoughts on that. See, this is interesting. I think in 44 episodes, I don't know if we've ever covered revenge. I don't know. I either. can't
1: think of an, a single instance when we were like getting See, we back need to at people. Yeah, we yeah we need to. Well, we please. need to come up with something. Go of that. ahead. Yeah. Um, what do you got here?
2: For me, maybe when I was younger, yeah, revenge probably more immature. More immature. As I've grown, I think I've learned to take the high road. I think the mm. universe kind of takes care of itself. Yeah. And when someone's evil and continues doing evil by someone, I think eventually things kind of take care of themselves.
0: Well, and I think about revenge in a lot of ways, right? What if what if revenge is just you? Like being personally a very successful person, and that person having to watch you and see you, not doing anything toward them, that could be revenge, but you didn't mean it to be, right? Absolutely. So, so going to this question of can it be morally justified, I mean, now did you intend to do that or not? You know, I don't know. Um, I believe that spending any time of your life focusing on having anger or ill thoughts toward anybody else is the worst way to live your life in general, whether it's revenge or whether it's not... Whether it can be morally um, justified, you know, I'm a man of faith that I'm not going to say I was always perfect at this and made the right decision, but I will tell you that in God says, turn the other cheek, okay, Um, and and, and, and doing right um, all the time. So, I don't believe that intentionally going after a revenge of somebody can really be morally justified. Um, Now, your own morals do matter. Um, and, and that does depend. So when you said, yeah, it depends on your own morals, you know, that's true. It really is. It, Cause if your own morals are something different than others, you know, you may not have the faith I have, right? So you may have faith in something else or someone else or something else. It's, you know, whatever you want to do. So your faith may tell you something else. Hmm. So my own morals, I believe there's one faith to have, but I understand other people have theirs. So I don't judge them on it. So with my faith, it says, you know, something else.
1: I think it's easy to be vindictive, especially in, um, I don't know, today. Part of the reason we do this show is because of crazy news headlines and kind of where the state of the world today, it's easy to be negative. But to borrow a term from a much bigger metaphor, um, I, I, I really do believe kind of violence begets violence. Negativity begets negativity. Like if you, if you get down in the mud with everybody else, you're just going to be just as bad as they are. And so... I think you can personally justify revenge. I don't know if you can morally justify it, and that's what it is. Morals are a higher set of standards, and when you take the high road, you live by those. Mm-hmm. And when you when you're going for revenge and you're and you're fighting back, man, I, I... I don't know, but I don't
2: think anything good can come out of it. Like I, anything exactly, you, put, yeah. you, you spin and p- continue to put negative energy into like, there's right. nothing great. That's going to come of it.
1: Right. What is, what is success so, without integrity? What is, so mor- what is being right without integrity?
0: The definition of moral, a lesson, especially one concerning what is right or prudent that can be derived from a story, a piece of information or an experience. So he's kind of right there. You can have different morals. People can have different what they believe is morally justified or, or not. And so I understand what you're saying, David, is that there can be a little bit of depending on who there is. I will say that I fully believe spending any time having revenge or anything in my faith and where I come from is not right. That's And, and, and just you're driving yourself crazy. All yeah, you're doing totally. is wasting time. Being happy yourself because you're focusing on somebody else.
2: Right. Feel the energy to do something more positive in another direction. Absolutely. Versus looking back, trying to be negative and gaining some type of revenge. And the
0: other thing is, the majority of people are going to go after revenge. The majority of people are going to say, What's well, the principle of it? You know how I love that. <laughs> I hate it. I love it when people go, Oh, it's a principle of uh, the it. Principle I just want to drive, it drives me nuts. Sure. And then they sit there and spend time focusing on that when they could be focusing on themselves moving along. Growth. It's like all you do is hurt yourself. You sit there focusing on revenge and spending all your time and energy and your your emotional state and everything. That person ain't thinking about it. Wow. So who's losing? You do all day, every day. You lose.
1: Right. And a big part of this is exactly what you said, Marisol, that like the, the universe seems to, at least in my experience, maybe in yours, maybe in Heath's, like, it just seems to kind of have a way of working itself out. Does it suck when somebody cuts you off in traffic? Absolutely. Maybe at the end they'll get theirs, man.
0: Like, just let it let it go, you know? It's not worth the energy to, to deal with that. And if they did I would rather just believe and have hope that that what goes around comes around and I'm going to do do my best. And you know what? People have bad days. You know, show kindness and compassion.
2: Right, because you don't know what just happened five minutes you don't know. before they had that interaction. With right.
0: You time. have no idea. Like, like, no matter if it is a, uh, the waiter or waitress that I have is is doing good or not, you know, I waited tables for a long time. I always, if they're, if they were really kind of in a bad mood, I usually tip them even more just because I know that there's something else going on with them, right? And like, why not show them a little love where other people don't? Like, when you show love and compassion versus the other, you're the minority. And I tell people, unfortunately, in today's world, when you do the right thing and you show some love and compassion and... You show an open mindedness of wanting to learn and listen to the other side instead of being ignorant and, and, and doing all the other things, you're the minority. When you when you learn to not be follow the pack and get in the mud with everybody else, you're gonna stand above it all. People will see you, people will notice you, you will get the opportunities, you will get all of those Absolutely. things. Whether you take all those opportunities or not, doesn't matter. You will start being seen because you do things differently. Do you agree?
2: Goes back to the good energy. Yep. Good vibes you're putting in the universe, right? Mm.
0: Definitely. and it is and, and that, that makes the, the most massive difference in the world um is wholeheartedly whenever it is I don't believe in in the revenge and i don't want I don't seek negative for people um at a time in my life I, I did and I would have went after revenge hardcore in my really being i'm young but i mean really young then um, but I'm gonna tell you um, i I believe that they're, they're, the people that can morally justify it are the people that could justify anything they do you know, right? I mean, like, like if you can morally justify revenge, you are going to be able to justify anything. You're that person that it's always the blame game on everybody else.
2: Always going to find an excuse.
0: Always going to be an excuse. The quicker the, you know, you're reading the book Extreme Ownership, I am. right? And, and and when you talk about, when you start taking extreme ownership, your life changes.
2: It does, because if there's a failure, you take it back on yourself.
0: Yeah. Always. You're not going to let somebody else have control of your life absolutely it's always easier to find the issue within you than it is others and taking that extreme ownership and i think that you can always morally justify anything if you want to um but don't let others kind of run it and there's no sense to waste the time after others focus on you and your happiness and others around you and everything gets better Mm -hmm. you know Where, where can everybody find you at marisol
2: uh, they can find me work-wise. They can find me at uh, mbeltrin at coloniallife.com. What about
0: social media? Social media.
2: Um, Marisol Beltrin, uh Talent Finder on LinkedIn. Marisol Beltrin, um on Facebook. And then uh, at everyday is great on um, Instagram.
0: Okay, sweet. And Ignorance on Fire or at Heath Oaks, as always. And remember, leave us a rating and review. It helps everybody find us, guys. Share this with your friends and family. You know, we're going to have these episodes around Christmas time and coming back at it and excited for the first of the year. We're going to have some pretty cool uh, people on the show as well coming up at the first of the year and coming into February where we're going to celebrate our one-year anniversary. Some really exciting stuff that hopefully we're going to pull up around then. So um, at Heath Oaks or at Ignorance on Fire, um, shotcast at gmail.com. And I love you guys, and I appreciate it. And until next time, uh, we'll see you on Second Shot.